This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies presented by ESPN. I am Matt Bungard and with me today, Nick Campton. Hello. We have been struck down for our hubris. So much hubris. When it comes to club footy. That's all right, because hubris is what State of Origin is all about. Yes, so um, no more gloating about not losing a game since March. Both yes. our streaks coming to a thundering halt on the we, same weekend. Yes, we were we were tested by the Lord, and mm. we failed those tests. We mocked the footy gods one too many times. And they spat in our faces. They really did. We deserved it. We did, but that's okay, because it's State of Origin time, so the NRL doesn't matter for the next eight <laughs> weeks, so that's great. Um, we will get to the games later, but we will start, of course, with the lineups for... Uh, State of Origin Game 1, starting with the New South Blues lineup. Uh, if you haven't seen it already, it's James Tedesco, Brian Toto, Latrell Mitchell, Tom Tavoyevich, Josh Adekar, Jerome Lloyd, Nathan Cleary, Tavita Pangai Jr., Happy Psy Coruscant, Payne Haas, Tyson Frizzell, Hudson Young, Isaiah Yo, Junior Paulo, Cameron Murray, Liam Martin, Nicholas Hines, 18th man Stephen Crichton, 19th man Stefano Uitikamano. Nick, why does Brad Fittler hate South Sydney? There's a bit on here, right? There I'm, is there is a lot happening with this team. Like, we, like with Brad Fittler, you've always got to expect... A couple of curveballs. He mm. never goes the conventional way. He always changes things up a little bit somewhere. But there's a there are a fair few uh, shocks here. I I wouldn't say that Trebojevic getting in over Campbell Graham is a shock. Like as as well as Graham has been playing, and we had him, we both had him in our teams if we, if we were picking the sides. I feel like. The Blues were waiting. They wanted. They were going to give Trebojevic every chance to prove that he was even a little bit capable or, or of being at his best. So mm. the second he went over for that third try, yeah. or probably the second try, the second he went over for that against the Raiders, it was it was happening. But the thing I don't him. get, the thing I don't get is is Fittler hasn't shown sort of a great affinity towards Josh Adokar in the past. So why is Graham not getting that well, win spot? I don't Especially when you consider Josh Adokar, this was his first game back from injury. Yeah, well, you say he hasn't shown an affinity to Adokar in the past. He has. He, he gave him his debut. He was a big part of that team for, for three seasons before last year. And I think that's probably one of Fittler's big regrets as Blues coaches that he didn't pick Adokar for that series last season. And while Campbell Graham, again, has had a fantastic season playing really great footy, if I'm picking a if I'm picking a guy on the wing, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna want to pick the winger. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a, it's a tough one for Campbell mm-hmm. Graham, who again has been playing excellent footy, some of the best football of his entire career. But I understand why the Blues have gone the way they did on this. I understand what Fitler's going for. It, it, it's funny. I I feel like the Blues have almost taken a Queensland approach to their team, and Queensland have almost taken a New South Wales approach to their team. We'll get to Queensland later, but. The Blues have very much gone with past origin form in the majority of the cases where, where they're selecting between two different players. The Blues are looking for guys who have done the job before, even if they're a little bit underdone or even if they've just returned from injury. That's a Queensland-type move. Yeah. You know? So it's just interesting to see the Blues take that sort of approach. I guess for me, it just it's like, what kind of message does this send to anyone who thinks they can play their way into a state of origin team when you've got a guy who would be, I think, most people's outside back of the year so far. He would be in every single team of the year if they were picked right now. Campbell Graham would be. He has played unbelievably well from the first round of the season until this week. Even though South lost on Friday, he still scored a try and, and played okay. I just don't know what kind of message making selections like this sends. I think it's I think it's absolutely ridiculous. That oh, he's not mate, I don't know about that. <laughs> i I got to be honest with you. I think you're a bit bent out of shape because it's a South guy. 
I mean, obviously that's yeah. a part of it, but that's that doesn't undermine anything that I'm saying. You that's don't think he's outplayed either of those guys this year? I think he's had a great season. Again, that's not what I, I asked you. I would have him. Has I would he, have him. I would out- have him in my team because he has had. That's better not what seasons. I asked you. Has he I'm outplayed? Trying to, I'm trying to agree with you. He has had better seasons than those guys. He has had a better year, you know. But Origin. The guys that get picked in Origin aren't always the guys that are playing the best. It's always been that way. Yeah, and, I, well, I, al- and I also don't really like you say. Oh, we've got to pick the winger on the wing because he's a winger, but we're not going to pick the center in the center. No, I, I'm saying center. I understand why they've like, made this call. Uh, I'm not saying it's the right decision. I'm saying I get it. I get why they've done I it. I get it way, as well. I just think it's I just think it's unfortunate for a guy that's played career best football to be left out in, in this fashion. That happens all the time. Sure, but you know, and and I think. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him this week because of that weird press release South put out a couple of hours ago about how he's not up to the... how he hasn't been on a full training schedule at South all year, so they didn't think he was up to the rigours of the New South Wales training schedule, but that he, mm. they didn't rule him out of playing for South this weekend. So very strange. It's a very strange very situation. Strange. And it would be interesting to see what it does for his origin future going forward if he were to play for South this weekend. Yeah, well, that's the sort of thing that could get your card marked if mm. you're not well enough to train for the Blues, but you're well enough to play for your club but we've seen other guys come back from greater odds and nobody has defied the odds in making this team more than Tavita Pangai Jr. Uh, it's just ridiculous out of nowhere it? out it's of absolutely nowhere he's had his second spell against the Titans on Sunday was the only time he's played remotely good football in this entire he season was, he, was, he was quite good against the Titans I thought but on the whole I've been pretty disappointed with how he's played An this absolutely season. ridiculous selection out of control I, I kind of love it oh, of course you do <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, like, no, it's just... Well, no, I, I sit it's here, just, I it's sit just, here and it's I... Just, it's just so off the wall. It's, I, it's just so totally I sit totally here and I say that I'm upset because, <laughs> you know, a guy that deserves to get picked hasn't got picked and I'm bent out of shape because it's a South Sky, but it's, when it's one of the favourite sons of the podcast, no, it's one dude, of your bosom boys, suddenly dude, it's, oh, it's brilliant that he's no, done this ridiculously I'm not even stupid saying it, and irresponsible I'm not even saying thing. it's the right call. It's just objectively is hilarious. Is it possible that he picked... <laughs> is it possible that he was... Is it possible he picked the wrong Tavita by mistake? Maybe, maybe. Oh, we can't rule that out. <laughs> yeah, get me Tavita. Yeah, this is um, this was not on my radar at all. Like I know that the Blues were pretty hard up for middles. They've had a couple of injuries in that position and all that. But I, I, I must say I did not have Tavita Pango Jr. on my radar at all. Um, if you guys remember last week, I said I would have picked Spencer Lenu on the bench as sort of the impact front rower. He got ruled out. I think the day after we recorded. And then if I was making the change, I would have brought in Tavita Totola. Started him for the first 20, then bring Junior Paulo on as the first change, and then he plays the big minutes up to the end. I I think Totola can definitely feel aggrieved because he he's been playing really good footy, uh, quite an underrated player. And that was not as bad, and I and get the that. role as well. He's not the Lee role type of player, which yeah, well, is that, what you said last week, that, and I do understand the, that. that. That's the thing. I... I understand Pangai Jr. hasn't been playing great footy, but I feel like for the role he has been brought in to do... like it, it It's odd that he's that starting, was, though. It is, but I, I always think the best game I... One of the best games I ever saw him play was when he was at Penrith, right? Against the Storm. In that prelim yeah. against the Storm, and he started, and I think he only played about 25 minutes but all he up. He set the tone. But yeah, he set the tone before his hamstring went and all that sort of thing, but he sort of led the way for Penrith in that one and, and, and really knocked Melbourne around and brought Penrith into that match. So I imagine that's a game that must be looming very large in Brad Fittler's mind. And while, again, it is, it is absolutely nuts that he's going to play in this game, I feel like that's the, the, the role that he's in is one that he can do quite well in. But it is objectively just absolutely nuts. I guess. And then, you, you know, you've got, you've got Liam Martin and Cameron Murray on the bench 
at the ex- at the at the expense of Tyson Frizzell and Hudson Young. Well, I actually don't mind either of those moves either. I like Murray coming off the bench and playing in the middle of the field because that is by far his best position. I like the idea of him maybe maybe he's the one that comes on when Pangai comes off and then after things have opened up a little bit and you've got Murray there using his speed and his footwork and his mobility and his combination um his combination up the middle of the field with his hooker and his lock and all that sort of deal. I, I, I actually I actually like that. I feel like mm. they're putting him in a position to play his best. They're they're playing more to his strengths. Liam like playing on the s- playing on the edge is something Cameron Murray can do. But it's not it's not where he's but playing at in the best middle at. is is where he can excel. You know, Liam Martin has never really struck me as an impact player either. So I don't really understand that one to any great extent. That that's that's the one that I am raising my eyebrows at a little bit because I actually I, I actually think it's a good thing for the team that Hudson Young and Tyson Frizzell are starting purely because they are both out and out edge forwards, and that would be the I think it's the first time. In quite a while, yeah, Freddie well, would have picked ever, two, two specialists. Yeah, first got into that the would team. have picked two specialist edge forwards in the team. Um, Martin, given that he only has, he's only played about an hour of footy over the last what month, the last yeah. six weeks or so, and he's done a pretty good job at that. He's come on, he's come on in the middle for Penrith and and and, and done pretty well, sort of really thrown himself around. That's the one that I do raise my eyebrows at a little bit. But on the whole, I really like the idea of I really like the idea of Murray coming off the bench playing in the middle of the field. I think Frizzell is much better suited to being a starter as well because I've never really liked him in the middle much, even though the Blues have sort of had an obsession with playing mm. him there in his first stint in the team. And while it's like I was a little bit surprised to see Hudson Young get the jersey because you know I thought he might have. I think a couple of Raiders sort of played themselves out of contention in that loss to Manly. I. I don't know him on that left edge with Luttrell and with Luai and with Toto and with Teddy swinging around. There's a lot of points. There's a lot of creativity there. A lot of lot of offloads. A lot of tackle breaks. Yeah, he's had a very good season. Like, I don't, I'm not. I'm not against his selection. Or Frizzell's the stranger one to me. I don't think he's set the world on fire for Newcastle. This yeah, season, I don't either. But they are. They are a little you, bit hard. If you are up looking at past performances and guys that you know won't let you down, I guess he fits that bill more yeah. than most. But. And they are a little bit hard up for for, for for second rowers. They're a little bit light on on specialist edge forwards. So. You know, I, I wouldn't have had I wouldn't have had Freeze in my team, but I understand what they're what they're going for there. I, I got to be honest with you, the more I look at this team, the more I, the more I kind of like it. You know, another South Sky missed out, Cookie. Yeah, I'm surprised. So we've got, at we've that. got so no Damien Cook for the first time in in Brad Fittler's tenure, and Coruscant Hooker Hines 14. Yeah, and what are you thinking? <laughs> What 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 am I thinking? I don't know, man. Like, there's no point trying to get any read into this car crash of a team that's just ridiculous selection after ridiculous selection. So not having Damien Cook in there, fine. Just throw it on the pile of, of stupid things. I guess it's it's South's game, so it's not the end of the world. But, I mean, I do think it's funny. I think that Cook had probably played better than Coruscant club level this year up until Saturday night when Coruscant got to have a training run against some disinterested Cowboys forwards and put about six props over for tries. None of them were Alex Twell, which was very funny. And perhaps that's the that that was that that might have been the performance that got Coruscant in ahead of Cook. But I would have just picked both of them. I don't know. I, I don't think Nico Hines as a bench hooker or whoever they like. Is there anyone else that you could even conceive being the bench hooker? Is Hudson I, Young? No, perhaps? I think it's I think it's Murray. Yeah, I really. Murray. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, again, I, I just don't understand that at all. I, I don't know why. I mean, if you want to pick Nico Hines, I think his best position is five eight. Then if he's not the five eight. He's not a guy that's again. He's not really an impact player. He, he's a very elegant playmaker. He's he's a very reliable playmaker. He's a guy that's helped steers Cronulla around the field. I, again, he doesn't really as good as he is. He doesn't strike me as an impact kind of guy either. So, I don't really understand it at all. Understandable. Um, 
I, I think we're just going to have... I think we just see the cook Coruscant thing differently. I actually think Coruscant's done a little bit more with a lot less than, than what Cook's got at South Sydney. Like, Cook's been playing well. Yeah. But I think Coruscant has sort of... I think for the first maybe six weeks of the season, he was trying every trick he knew with not much success. And then he's sort of reaped the benefits of that over the last month of footy. Um, I think they've both played great this year. Yeah, they are, mate. There's, there's, I think Cook's that, having like, his best year since 2018. I think Coruscant has been as good as... Like, he's still very, very good. And perhaps, Yeah, it's a, it's a bet that the Blues shouldn't but, be able to uh, lose. I, I, but the I, thing is, dude, like they, they, won, they won the comp last year, the prelim and the grand final by starting Mitch Kenny and bringing him off the bench to great effect. Yeah. And if you can see, if we're looking at other things that players, you mentioned the Pangai prelim in, in 2021. Yeah. If we're going to look at things that other players have done in previous NRL games as a sort of blueprint to what they can do for the Blues team in origin. I mean, that to me is a pretty clear cut one because Nate, Ivan Cleary's done it multiple times and it works every single time where someone else starts and you bring Coruscant on and he, and he wreaks havoc. Mm. It's, it, it's a tried and tested method for success for Penrith in the past. So, in that regard, I don't really know why you would sort of go away from that. I mean, well, Pen- Penrith's done it both ways, right? Yeah, they had him come well, off of the bench in, in but 20, 2022, but he started in twenty twenty one. And while I, I get what you're talking about with having a hooker that can sort of is out there when the sting is out of the game, that's not what would strike me as playing to Damian Cook's strengths. You know what I mean? I, I I don't see him as like a defensive powerhouse as a hitting machine. I I want him out there as a runner. I want him out there with his speed. I want him out there doing all the things that only Damian Cook can do in the middle of the field. And we talked a little bit about this last week, but I feel like when you do have that two hooker option, when it's Cook and Coruscant and both of them can only play hooker, I, I don't think it's possible to get the, anything close to the best out of both of them. And while I take your point about Hines maybe not being an impact player or anything like that, he's done that role in the past. He did it at Melbourne for a little bit where he was coming off the bench and sort of helping move the ball and testing defenders with his running game and all that. And I think the the big question here is how is how would Freddie use Hines in this, in this context? Because we know that he doesn't mind doing absolutely off-the-wall stuff with his bench. You, mm. You'll remember a couple of years ago, he hooked Cody Walker and threw Jack White with 20, out there yeah, at 5'8 yeah, yeah. with 20 minutes to go. Like Something like that could happen. Mm. He could just ride the hot hand. He could put Hines out there after 20 minutes to throw a few passes and hang around the middle of the field and see what's going on. Or Hines might not come on until the last five minutes when the Blues are up by 20. Or the match might be tied with might be tied in the 50th minute and Luai comes off and Hines goes on and Freddie says, go win us the game. Like... All things feel possible. All realities are still out there waiting to be grasped up by Nico Two Hands Hines. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe you're right. I mean, this could all just work out. It could. That's that's the beauty of this sport. Like, we can, we, we've questioned some selections in the past that have worked out. Safidi comes to mind. Both Safidis, really, who've played better than most people expected when they, when they were picked. But, yeah, I guess we can second guess it all we want. But this is the, this is the theme we've got. God bless you, Freddie. Never names a boring team. That's true. Always, always gives us always plenty to talk about. Something to talk about. But um, yeah, I, I will be... I mean, it's Monday afternoon now. We did wait a little while to record because of the, the team stuff. But um, yeah, I will be very curious to see tomorrow if South's name Campbell Graham in their, in their team in any regard. Mm. That will be quite a, um, quite a, uh, a, a plot point going forward, I would imagine. Anyway. Speaking of plot points... Queensland. Yeah. Yeah, no... Yeah, segue- I shouldn't do the segues. You really shouldn't. No, Caelan Ponga. Yes, well... So, we'll, so I'll just read the team read out. Read the team out for the punch. Reese Walsh, Selwyn Collar, Val Holmes, Hammerslay, Tabio Fido, Murray Taolonghi, Cameron Munster, Daly Chair Evans, Tom Flegler, Ben Hunt, Lindsay Collins, Tom Gilbert, David Fafida, Patrick Carrigan, Harry Grant, Tino Fasuamawali, Ruben Cotter, Jaiara, 18th man, Tom Didden, 19th man, Christian Welch. So I talk, we talked a little bit before about how the Blues had adopted a lot of Queensland tendencies in the mm. picking of their team and how they've really, really stressed having done the job in the past, right? 
Queensland have, have, have gone completely the other way. Queensland have sort of gone away from their own established doctrine in this one. Yeah. Queensland have gone form. Best Queensland player available. Queensland have gone future. You know, Dane Gagai, a Queensland legend, out. Kalen Pong, a man of the match in the last game, out. Kurt Capewell, a mainstay of the team over the last three years, he's out as well. Those are three real, real breaks from real breaks from tradition, real breaks from the traditional Queensland And they've wave. broken tradition by actually picking David Fafita when he deserves it. So, <laughs> <laughs> like. Okay, well, let's, let, let, let's start at the start. So, right. uh, Reese Walsh getting the jersey over Kalen Ponga was something I've, I thought was possible from the preseason if, if, if this move to 5A didn't quite agree with Kalen Ponga. But I did think after that Titans match a couple of weeks ago that that was going to be enough to get him over the line. Mm. And while I didn't think Ponga was overly impressive in the loss to Cronulla, I, I really thought that the, the Titans game, plus what he's done in the jersey in the past, would have been enough to, and he, and to he, get him And home. he copped a head knock and came back on. So He did, yeah. Do you reckon he lost the jersey the, the moment he forgot to play the ball properly? I think it's possible. I think he forgot, can't rule it out. he forgot to play the ball and Billy Slater forgot about him. Yep. Yeah, so like it's it's a... I wonder when the last time would have been that somebody Played won man of the match and, oh, and then was not selected well, for the next game. Well, maybe well, Freddie would have done it when he came back for that one year, probably. He didn't win man of the match. Oh, didn't he? No. Oh, okay. Um, well, then I don't know. I don't know either. But uh, yeah, like Walsh, Walsh will do a fine job. I think Walsh is more, oh, yeah. than, more, more than up to this, absolutely. It was just a real surprise to see Queensland make this decision and to go away from from sort of the established formula that they that they and live also, and breathe I, so I don't much. think Gagai has been... Origin, the origin gag eye in the past sort of season series or two that he has that he was in the past. I think this was coming to an extent. It was, but it's still surprising, it's still surprising. when it gets here. It yeah. is still surprising because like he he wasn't great against the against the sharks either. No. Like Connor Tracy, Connor Tracy put him on skates. Connor yeah. Tracy really really gave him really gave him the business. But if <laughs> the worst dang guy gag eyes go on at club level, That's the better I the feel inverse. about him. That's right, playing for Queensland. So. <laughs> I was very surprised that, that he didn't get the start. Um, although I do, but you know, again, Hamiso Tabuai fit our. If, if you are going on form, that's the correct selection. He's been playing great footy mm. for the Dolphins. I think he's twice the player he was when he first played Origin two seasons ago, and I think he gives Queensland a, a bit more of an attacking edge than than Gagai does. But it was it was just such a surprise to In see that Queensland regard, isn't go this Kalungi way. Mildly surprising. I don't think he's been having a great year. I don't either. But they are a bit short on short. wingers. Mm. You know, I think this would be that would be Corey Oates' spot. Yeah, true. If he was fit, but he just hasn't been able to stay on the field. Well, I'm sure, well, um, Phil, Phil Sammy had a had a bit of a bludger on the weekend. Might have played his and way Xavier out a little Coates. bit. Xavier Coates has just been. Uh, well, I, I am surprised though enough. because, like, as poor as he has been for the Storm, he he was still in a lot of sort of like media heads. Yeah, potential teams going into this. So I'm surprised that he's been left out for Taolangi, who was great last year, but who I think hasn't been particularly good this he's year. He's only just come back from injury, I yeah. think, in the last two or three weeks. Um, but yeah, they, they, they're they're a bit shorter wingers, mm. so that sort of opens the opens the door for him. Yeah, there's not a great deal of. Um, uh, I mean, Cobo Holmes, yeah, whatever. Like obviously, they oh, were, they were always going to be picked. Yep. Munster and Cherry Evans are going to breeze past that, but. Uh, no mofo at all. Well, it, it seemed like he wasn't even really on their radar. No. Um, which is surprising because I think Mo, Mo Fodawake has had an outstanding season for the Titans. And I think even though they rise and fall like, you know, what's something the rise and fall? They're up and down like a fiddler's elbow. They're all sure. over the place. You know what I mean? And But Fodawake has been one real constant for them. So I thought that he might have been in the 
in with a chance of selection, but um, they've gone the other way. Tom Flegler was someone who probably wasn't on my radar as much. Um, I do think he's had a really good season for the Broncos, but if he does end up starting, I'll be a little bit That's surprised. That's the other thing. I was he's say, been so good off well the bench so for the Broncos. They, like, yeah. And seems so well suited to that I mean, they could just role. switch him and Tino at kickoff, would, couldn't they? Like, well, yeah. yeah. I'd, like, I'd be... I think, yeah, that that's something that's, that would... Definitely feels. I'd be more surprised if they possible. don't do that. If, yeah. to be honest. Um, but for Fita starting, I think is a great move well, for Queensland. It looked for a while last night that he might not make the squad. It's so at funny, all. dude. He's so fucking good. Well, that's the thing. Like he's he's putting up the numbers that everybody's always wanted. What for do these him power now? brokers see in him that like you and I and every other fan doesn't see? I I, I don't because even in their game on Sunday, like the Titans are trying to take him off the field with mm. a minute left in a game they were losing. I'm not sure. I, to me, he's really found that balance between the big yeah. explosive plays and, and staying constantly involved in the match. Um, and I think even though he's he made his origin debut four years ago, if you can believe it, really? he's still yeah. he's barely scratched the surface of what he's capable of in this mm. arena. This will only be the second time he's ever started an origin game. Mm. The first one was the 52-6 game two years ago. So he's someone that I think... Queensland can can really build a lot of their a lot of their footy around, and you add in you know guys like um, Tom Gilbert starting on that other edge, and you've got Ruben Cotter coming off the bench after he was so good in game one last year. This is a Queensland side that to me it looks it looks lighter, it looks meaner, it looks. Leaner, I was going to say they've got some. Faster. They've got some apart from nice nice sweet Harry Grant. They've got some mean boys. Yeah, on the that, bench. yeah. They've so some, like they've got know, the goon squad ready yeah, to be deployed. I don't know. If, I don't know if this is a better team than last year. But I, I it's think it's, team. it's a wilder team yeah. than last year. Right? Like if, if you soften really them up to start it. the game and you bring on Tino, Rube Cotter and Jai Arrow to rough yep. people up, I mean, that's a recipe for success, especially really at good, Origin Really level. good stuff. So while I am surprised Queensland went some of the ways they went, I think from a pure football perspective, they're the right decisions. You know, I don't think Kurt Capewell's had a good year at all. No, for Brisbane, nor has Christian Welsh. You know? And well, Christian Welsh... I, I, I think with Kate, well, it looks like he's gotten a little bit old. But yeah. Welch is just coming back yeah, from that yeah, yeah, yeah. from that injury, um, and I think he'll be someone that still features in Queensland's plans very heavily. And I wonder, I wonder if Kafusi would have been in the team had he not been. Selected. I think he would have. I, think, I do too. I think he would have had that for. He might have had. I probably would have had that for Fafita spot, and then Fafita yeah, drops the to the bench, like and then and then Arrow drops. Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I I think we've got two extremely interesting Origin teams, and. I, I, I like the clash of styles. I like the muscle and the size of, of New South Wales against sort of the speed and the tenacity of, of the Queensland team. I'm, I was already fired up. I always get fired up for Origin, but both these teams have really have really lit a fire in me. I'm really, really into this. Yeah, uh, it's... It, it it's, it's promising to be a very intriguing matchup. And as you mentioned, the re, sort of the reversal of the styles is quite uh, mm. quite the complex narrative going forward. So we'll see what happens after game one, whether anyone makes some changes. But uh, yeah, it should be, should be a fiery one. There's a lot of a, fire, a lot of fiery characters on both sides. There really is. There really is. Who would win in a fight between the two teams? That's a great question. Um, I think Pangai is probably individually the best fighter. Yeah. But I think Queensland might have more brutes overall. Mm. Well, you can't knock out Lindsay Collins. You can't. He like he He's like... You know when Homer fights Dredrick Tatum? Yeah. Imagine that, but if Homer won. Yeah. Like, imagine if Dredrick Tatum punched himself out on Lindsay Yeah, Collins. and it's like, you look at the other Blues forwards, it's like, Cameron Murray, nice boy. Isaiah Yo, nice boy. Like, Tyson Brazil, not particularly big. Hudson Young. Hudson Young. Oh, he's a crazy man. He is. Young and, Young and Cotter squaring off somewhere in the corner. No one else getting involved. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I think the Maroons might shade it in a seventeen on seventeen brawl. But if each team had to, <laughs> if each team had to pick their champion, I think Tavita Pangai is striding forward, and I don't think anyone on the Maroons team is is stepping to him. Well, the the the, be- the best fighter on the team last year was Gagai. Is that true? Well, he bashed the shit out of Burton, didn't he? <laughs> so the Maroons, the Mar- like it was, I think there was only the one fight, but the Maroons won it. So what if uh, Pangai strides forward, but suddenly the music hits and Jamie Goddard strides out? <laughs> One last job. One last, One last job. job. But yeah, two. I, I can't remember the last time I was so intrigued by the two teams. They that are very selected. It's uh, I lot, gotta lot say, to chew on. I think you could have picked. You could, you could have put a thousand footy fans in a room to each pick, each guess what lineup Freddie was going to pick, and no one would have got it right. No, not no a way. single person. But that's why. But that's 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 why Freddie tickles me, man. Mm. Like, just pulls pulls ideas that no pulls ideas out of absolutely nowhere. It's just great jazz. stuff. Uh, state right. against state, mate against mate. Mm. All right, let's jump all the way back to Friday evening. Damn, doesn't feel like a lot of stuff's happened over the last couple it of really days. Big does. weekend. Um, of footy. Obviously, with half the show being devoted to the Argentines, we won't have as much time on the the games as we might have hoped. But the Dragons went from being fourteen nil dickheaded to somehow pulling it out of the fire on the last play of the game in an unbelievable finish. You're uh, either you're either the dickheaded or the dickheady. That's right. Um, yeah, they looked a completely new team in the first 25 minutes of this game. They they were excellent in what was a, a, admittedly not a very high standard of game, I thought, going on, uh, in especially in those opening stages. But those switches we talked about, everything that we wanted them to do, they did, and it was all working early on. And then just after halftime, the Roosters suddenly woke up. They got, a, a, admittedly, a couple of slices of fortune with some of their scoring plays, but still, they they their attack finally clicked for... 20 or so minutes and it looked like potentially maybe they were going to be back but uh, uh, but, but Ben Hunter and Max Vigai said no <laughs> not today they didn't let it happen um, we've talked for, uh, for weeks now about how the the Dragons looked like a team that needed a fresh approach and they got that fresh approach and like we can joke about you know the new manager bump or the you know the, 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 the coach gets sacked and the team improves but that really is, is just kind of what happened you know and I think they the Roosters were really poor in that opening 20, but the, the Dragons were good enough and capable enough to take advantage of that. Um, and then, as you say, the Roosters probably got a little bit closer to the sort of attack that you would want to see from them. I think James Tedesco had probably his best game of the season. Um, and Luke Keary was just sort of playing to his strengths a lot mm, more. Actually, Running thought, running more. Playing short sides. Play, that's yeah, his deal, that's his, you know. And like the master. Drew, I know Drew Hutchinson is a player that frustrates a lot of Roosters fans, but I think him playing seven freeing up Kiri to play six is definitely the way the way forward for them you know and but having said that the Roosters had this game at their mercy several times and and and, and couldn't close it out and I think they are the team now that looks like they need something fresh and something new and I don't know what what that's well, going to be I mean, like I'm, I'm not joining the Robo out crowd oh no even though they are getting they are getting louder and angrier and, and wilder they but are I think um I think Angus Crichton didn't get many minutes in this game I don't think Nat Butcher got many Got many either, and I don't know. I thought Brandon Smith did quite well when he came on, but but then when they lost him, they sort of lost a lot of that sort of attacking thrust up the middle of the field. And what was incredible about that last play with Ben Hunt and, and Max Fee guys, I thought it was a terrible decision from Ben Hunt to rush down that blind side. Yeah, and then he put up, put up a kick that was like not that flash, but they just got the tap backs and put it across, and it was hard not to be happy for the Dragons because of no, everything, of everything that sort of happened to them over the last couple of weeks and you know they sort of needed they needed something they needed something to sort of shock the system 
a little bit and, 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 and maybe get them back on a path and, and maybe that's it. Like, I'd, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know if, if Ryan Carr's going to have a place on Jason Riles' staff, well, but it's clear he's a coach with a little bit about him. They sacked Anthony Griffin and the new guy took them to 17th on the ladder. Well, so, what does that tell you? How fun is that, by the way, that they won this game <laughs> and went down on the table <laughs> to last. And it only happened to them. It could. Um, we're not going to have any time for news at the end of this, so we'll talk about Brandon Smith now. Apparently out for eight or so weeks with some a broken hand. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a lot of Jake Turpin. and Probably too much. These guys are already out of the top eight and they're going to be, you know, they're going to have some games without Tedesco in the next in the next couple of, in the next six weeks or so. They're going to not have Brandon Smith now for basically the next couple of months. And they've got some, they've got, they've got a lot of tough decisions to make well, in the next few weeks. Another guy they're going to be without is Victor Radley. Yeah. He's going to be sitting down again. Three or four weeks um, with a headbutt, which I, by the way, some of their fans are happy about. That's yeah, how that's much the crazy part. Um, I, I've, I've, made a lot of excuses for Victor Radley over the years. I, I don't haven't. know I don't know if he gets targeted or anything like that. I wouldn't go so I wouldn't go that far. But I do think the way that he plays the game is always going to be right on the edge. Mm. And when you play on the edge sometimes things go wrong. Yeah. So like if he's putting a front on shot on somebody and his yeah. shoulder creeps up a little bit and gets someone in the head, I'm like that kind of just happens. He's trying to make a play. It's a that, different story. But when you're part just of doing this what happened bullshit like this. That's right. This is but this is out of pocket. This is beyond the pale, bro. This mm. this was this is like I couldn't believe the range stuff gets inbinned in real time. By the way, I I think I'm I'm not certain on this, but I think that there's some really archaic uh, rules around headbutts and biting. Right. Okay. From back in like the 70s, where for someone to get cited for a headbutt or a bite, you have to make an official complaint to the referee. Right. Okay. Because they brought it in back then. This is the wildest thing. They brought it in back then to stop like, oh, he headbutted me, but only a little bit. So I'm not going to yeah. whinge about it. You know what I mean? It was okay. to get rid of like little tit for tat sure. headbutts and biting, which were part shout of out, the Shout out Mark, then, Malcolm Riley, who I assume was involved in this in some <laughs> so way. I, and I think it might be one of those things where that old process has just sort of never been updated for modern mm. times. That's the only reason I can think of that there were not harsher sanctions on the night for him because it was as clear a headbutt as yeah, you're ever going to see. It's just and very stupid. And look, if they if they, if they they steal a win here. Well, not steal a win. If they hold on to win this game, they're right now. They they are in the top eight, and you you just sort of go well. If they can tread water with a weakened team for the next month or so, maybe they can get their shit together and, and sort of sneak in and finish like sixth or seventh or something like that. But instead, now every win is going to be so precious for them. And we are now like I've I'm still not worried. I think I, they're still the roosters in my brain. You know, it's weird, right? Like if it was if, the, if this was just like. If this was just a team called something, not the Roosters, I would feel so different about them. Not but the Roosters are your favourite team. No, it's well, South that's Sharks <laughs> and not the Roosters. That's, right. that's you. But what I mean by that is like, they're just so, they've just been so historically good for the last yeah. decade that it's like, even now when things look as shit as they can possibly be, they're still only, you know, one win outside the top eight. Yeah. And you're trusting the institution. Yeah, exactly. More than what you're trusting but what you this say. is the first time where I haven't been sort of treating it like a foregone conclusion that they'll make the final. Yeah. It, well, with, with, like you say, that with every loss, the pressure mounts. With every loss, every game becomes more and more important and they just sort of give themselves a whole lot to do. And it's going to be a, a, a good while before we see anything close to their best team on the field again. You yeah. Know? The, oh. the, 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 their main saving grace is that like they get a bye this week. So that's one week of Brandon Smith's injury that they won't have to worry about. And then after that, like aside from hosting Penrith, they play the Dogs, Knights, Raiders, Manly is their next four of the next five. And the, and the Raiders game is in Sydney. Mm. So all very winnable it's fixtures. Winnable stuff there, so. yeah. But yeah, and the Dragons, yeah. Look, um, we've got to move on from this game soon, but yeah, just stoked for them. Absolutely. Good on them. Um. So the second game of the day, I, I, the Roosters had just lost. I got off the tram at 
at uh, Moore Park. I was feeling great, feeling fantastic. Um, uh, t- took my wife to her first game at the new stadium. Thought, uh, what, 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 how could life get any better? And then Bailey Simonson, the man in the arena. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. Um, a brilliant performance by Parramatta. Because I'm not going to be one of those dickheads that sits here and go, oh, South played like shit, blah, blah, blah. South played okay. Parramatta were fantastic. So, Parramatta, so again, Parramatta played to the level of their opposition, which they just seem to do every single week. But I felt like, I felt like Souths were in almost total control, even though Parramatta had their moments, I felt like Souths were in total control of this game mm. until the Bryce Cartwright try. Yep. And then that happened and I was like, well, South's only up by four this entire yeah. time. Yeah. Are South's now losing? And I couldn't, I, and I was like, I was still, I was struggling to come to terms with it because it felt like Souths were, you know, not dominating, but it felt like they were in charge. And then a switch just flicked and Para were just back. Did the they, old I'm, Para I'm, were back. I'm shocked, you felt, I'm shocked you feel that way because I couldn't have felt any, any, I couldn't have felt more the opposite. I was like giggling at halftime that we, we'd scored that late try and were somehow only down by one score, given how good Paramount had been. Paramount had dominated possession. They dominated territory. South had barely had a sniff. South got down the other end twice and scored two tries, basically. And, That's more what I'm talking about. And the thing you know, is, like- it, the weird thing is, despite how dominant Paramount had been up until the point where Campbell Graham scored, once Graham scored, I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll probably go on and win this now. Yeah, yeah, but I was then, feeling that same This way. is the thing, right? We've talked about Lachlan Lewis's role in this team. And I know I like to get chirpy and make jokes about about him when South win called him the best halfback in the game all that stuff but how do you think he's going to recover from missing the Blues team yeah that's exactly right well he's he's down to number three after Brooksy now so <laughs> but um, like all you have to do in this team bro all you have to do is make your tackles and kick it long that's all you have to do and everything and we will probably be able to win the comp just be Ben Hornby just be Shane Perry that's all you have to do in this team but 16-12 up. They're finally on top after a game where they've just been on the back foot for the entire time. What does he do? Hoofs the ball out in the full. Mm. Parramatta score. We get the ball back. T- three minutes later, we're just over halfway. Chance to put in an attacking kick. What does he do? Kicks it out in the full again. Parramatta score again. The game's over. And it's like, as bad as... Not as bad, sorry. As outplayed as South had been by Parramatta's forwards. And I think Greg and especially Junior Barlow were both absolutely yeah, big fantastic. Big shout out to our game. guy, Greg. He, he was awesome. Blinder. Paolo, I felt like, had like 10 offloads in 500 metres. I haven't checked the exact stats. That feels right. <laughs> but as dominant as they had been, we were on top. And that Graham try, you, you kick out the full once, Cartwright scores, like, brush it off, we go again twice. And they score mm. again directly off that. And then I might add that long-range try Paramount scored in the first half was as a direct result of him missing a tackle on Dylan Brown on that edge. So that's 18 points that were directly through mistakes that he made. And it's like, bro... I want the best for you. I, like I, seriously, I think I do think a lot of the criticism at, at times does go overboard. But at the same time, it's like, mate, your role in this team is so clearly defined. Just tackle well, kick long, and just shift the ball to like the Latrells and the Cody Walkers, etc. And in this game, he he couldn't do that, and that's that is a large part of why they lost. In addition to how brilliant I thought Parramatta played. Mm. Yeah, I, I I do think that that is that's kind of the only weakness left for South Sydney is is either the other team can sort of. Stand up to in the middle of the field, which is no guarantee. That's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. And sort of put the clamps on their attack just a little bit, which again is not very easy to do. And then Souths get into that set for set grind, and it, and and the the not just the not just your kicking out, but just where you turn the ball over becomes so important. Yeah. I think if you can get Souths into that battle, which is very difficult, but if you can do it, then there can be mm. some cracks because all of a sudden they're relying on. On Lachlan Ilias, and it's a like I didn't think usually do. I didn't think Michael Cheekham had a good game. I didn't think Liam Knight. I thought Liam Knight was also very poor. But yeah. those guys won't be in the seventeen when 
when guys like Havili and Colomatangi are back. Those guys will drop out of the and Tom Burgess, of course. Those guys will probably drop out of the team, so I'm not too concerned. But Ilias is there to stay, for better or worse. He's going to be the halfback for the rest of the year, barring injury. So I really hope he can learn from this one and yep. just come back stronger. Well, this he week. bounced back from a, a similarly poor That's performance last year against the Dragons. He was a lot better and, after that Dragons game. He was able to come back from that, so no reason to expect why yeah, he can't do it again. Big ups Dylan Brown. Dylan fantastic. Brown, fantastic. Mitch Moses, really good. Mitch Moses yeah. finished four, with four tries. That kick was that grubber was pinpoint delicious. Yeah, delightful. I could, thought for all money that it had gone dead, but no. Yeah. How about that? How about AJ just miss air swinging the ball when he tried to ground that Cody Walker kick? Well, he's not a fall merchant. He's, he's not. a catch it first. He has to catch merchant. it first. Yeah, he's got to catch it first. Why can't you score a try with your knee? Change the rules. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bailey Simonson was very funny, antagonizing Latrell Mitchell, and everyone was like, oh, why would you do that? But, you know, fucking. Apparently, he can only play well against teams that wear green. <laughs> well, that's it. He just hates and despises the color green. Yeah, Jairo was South's bright spot in this game, I thought. And yeah, good on him. But uh, the rest of them, not a great performance. Not really great performances from anyone. That's okay, but well done to Parramatta. Their, their season's almost over if they lose this game. They're sitting at what four and eight if they lost this game. Four, so, like they've got a positive differential. It's very still funny. They somehow. have the fifth best points differential in the league. Unbelievable. But yeah, look, a gigantic win for them, and now they can try and put something together in the second half of the season. Especially when you look at the Origin period, they're not missing too many guys. They're just missing. Well, how's this? How's this? Yeah. How's this for a stat? Junior's going to play Origin this mm-hmm. week. Parramatta will not have a single starting forward from last year's grand final team in their team this weekend. That's wild. How crazy is that? Yeah. But like, um, that is wild. But he's the, off the top of my head, he's the only one that's playing Origin, right? Uh, yes. But they've yeah. just got, they've got like, Campbell well, Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. But I'm Madison's just saying for, injured, like, for, for future reference, they're a team that can probably look to make some strides during this period when the only guy they've got out is a forward. Mm. So, yeah, good on them. Great win. And, you know, South were a bit flat, but Parramatta took full advantage of it and they absolutely deserve this win. Um, a game we can maybe not talk too much about because we are very short on time this week and it was very by the numbers, but the Sharks, 26-6 winners against the Knights. Um, handsome Nico Hines played great, I thought. Um, their forwards, again, even without still working their way back to full strength, still no Toby Rudolph. I know Hamlin Uele came back in this game, but I thought their forwards really stood they up were to much a Knights better. Back. I thought they, Royce Hunt's had a really good fortnight. Yeah. Um, and I, I continue to love what Tom Hazelton's doing off the bench. The most aggressively bald man in the he NRL is. hates two things, defenders and hair. When does South play no Sharks again? Left. The bald tomball. Oh, wow. A couple of bald couple bench of bald lads just... They don't like Letting hair, it go. and they don't like getting tackled. <laughs> yeah, no, he's been his aggression off the bench has been really valuable for them, I think. And then, yeah, off the back of that, they're, they're, all their their spine guys were again were very good. They well, all had some very nice. You were touches. talking about Hines before. I actually thought this was a, a will bit of a Will Kennedy love the King the Will Kennedy show. I thought he was terrific. Like the way that they're able to move the ball from sideline to sideline is just it's really really effective. It's really aesthetically pleasing. When they're doing well, they play a great style of football. You know, there's just. So much, there's 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 just there's just so many dynamic qualities to to what they can do. Sometimes we talked about Connor Tracy a little bit before. He whooped Dane Gagai. He really did. Stone cold whooped him. And Connor Tracy's a guy that that we've been quite high on. Well, yeah, for we a said while. he was he's, the best sort of sixth man. He's a he's a very the, capable backline utility. Um, but yeah, he just he just put a show on. He absolutely carved up Gagai. I thought. Um, Sione Katoa really good again. It's possible he cost Gagai his origin jersey. I, it's pro- it's possible he ended Dane Gagai's origin career. Yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah, Imagine is. your origin career dying at the hands of Connor Tracy mm. at what what at, at Sex Stadium. At Sex Stadium. On, at, up at Coffs <laughs> Harbour, bro. Um, yeah, I, 
the not the the Knights. I thought they started pretty well. They sort of kept pace with the Sharks in that opening stanza, which is really important because the Sharks can blow a team away if you don't turn up properly because they just mm. have so many points in them. Um, but then I just thought like the Knights got a little bit sloppy. They didn't quite have the attention to detail they needed. I thought their second half was really poor. Well, I thought both of the both the Safidis um, probably left a little bit to be desired with the way they played and. I, you hate to reduce an entire game down to one play, but that Kalen Ponga it was very forgetting funny. to play the ball, it kind of sums up what was... What, you paused and re-round the one. TV. Yeah. yeah that doesn't happen often. Well, I, I guess I, I guess he just thought it was the last the last. Tackle, he must have, right? You know, but like, still. It is funny, though, that at that point, I think the commentators were kind of alluding to the fact that he passed his HIA test. And it was yeah. like, well, maybe. <laughs> maybe if he's forgetting... Would he pass the, it again? Uh, <laughs> let's, let's put him back in, let's put him back in the tent see yeah what so I yeah the not the Knights to me just sort of let this one they, they were up for the contest and then mm. they just sort of played their way out of it a yeah. little bit and the Sharks just did what they it was a bit like that Manly win for me they kind of just did what they had to do kept it all together I think they'll be really pleased that they kept them only six points that's a big that'd be a big confidence boost for them defensively which equal is something first. they really really need um, and yeah they're somehow they're somehow equal first which is great there's five teams that are equal first now it's crazy but um yeah, so he'll be joining them soon. The West Tigers. So this was magic. One of the this most game was absolutely one of the. Magical. I think honestly, one of the funnest nights we've ever had at the footy at Leichhardt on on Saturday night it was me, you, Mitch, friend of the show Simon, who comes on does the West Tigers preview every year, just yucking it up on the hill with thousands of other yucksters with with twelve thousand of my closest friends. Yeah. Oh my no, god. So. I'll, I'll, I'll go watch the Tigers play anyone at Leichhardt. I, I love the ground and I, I love the experience of being there more than I care about the result. Um, Correct. I've, I've lived in the inner west for nearly six years now and pretty much every year I've gone to at least one of the Tigers games. And you've seen them win how many times? Just once. Before, before this. Yeah. yeah. Um, from minute one, it felt like they were on. It did feel like it they were It felt like they were up. They were really up for this fight. Um, and then the, the points started and they just didn't stop. They just didn't stop, and like we all we all have our jokes about you know Luke Brooks for life, and you know Brooksy's back, and all that sort of thing. But Never left in his two hundredth NRL game to for him to play the way he did, and for the Tigers to play the way they did around him. I don't know if I've ever been happier for, for a player a, for yeah. a player than I was for Luke Brooks Absolutely. in this one because he's someone he's someone that wears a lot of criticism, and and then some more of than probably some of it, any other. Some NRL of it's player. earned, but a lot of it a lot of it goes too far, you yep. know, and. I know people, you know, talk about how much money he makes and all that sort of thing and how he's, you know, a bit of an albatross around the Tigers. He didn't offer himself the contract. It's not his fault. But he loves that club. He does. And that club has that club has sort of loved him and I think they've both believed in each other past the point of 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 realism, you know what I mean? Like the Tigers believed in Brooksy even when they probably shouldn't have. Brooksy believed in the Tigers when he probably shouldn't have. There were times when he could have left the club and he could have gone to much better teams and and, and played finals footy and, and gotten a lot of the accolades that he probably, his talent probably demanded at one time, but he never did. He stayed the course. He said, I can't stand the idea of the Tigers being successful without it, without me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's been a hard road to here. There's a chance that he goes his entire career without playing finals footy, yeah. which would be fucking staggering. Yeah, damn if he shame. Up playing like 250 NRL games. But they're never going to lose again. So, But getting a night like tonight or getting a night like Saturday I, night, Felt really. I say this a lot, dude, because at the end of the season, right, only one team gets to win, and I know that sounds very reductive, but 
the sport's not necessarily all about winning and losing. Sport in general, supporting a team and supporting a sport is about moments. Mm. It's about the things that you won't forget. It's about the things that you'll talk about with your mates five years from now. Ten years from now, we'll be like, hey, remember when we saw Brooksy put 66 on the Cowboys at Leichhardt? How fucking good was that? Remember when Stafford Tuller was the best player was the best in, center the in the world for, for one night? Remember when he put Valentine Holmes in jail? Should have ended his origin career. He should have been dropped. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, my, that's what I mean, dude. It's like, we, we talk so much about, you know, and not us specifically, but we get so bogged down with calling guys chokers or failures and all this stuff. But the sport at the end of the day is just about things that make you happy and things that entertain you. And on Saturday night, we were damn entertained. And the Tigers fans were damn happy. Well, like there was so many like little things that, that stand out in my memories of this we game. We got a so, few. Yeah. So there was, like, there was Brooks playing well, obviously. There was... But Jareem Buller is a superstar I out there him. now. Like, he is, he, like I, he is he is the... Most beloved player to come through that club in a very, very long time, um, and oh. just one of those guys who just seems to have the special qualities. He's got on him. the gravitas. Like, big plays just happen yeah. around him. Big so we had, just we had the, we had the, the fans on the hill doing the spirit fingers as they waited for the scoreboard to tick over to sixty, Wonderful. and then later on we had the fans commandeering the scoreboard and changing it to sixty nine. The nil. people claimed that scoreboard. They sure did. We had uh, Simon standing next to us at one point. Um, the referee gave a six again and he screamed out, that's a penalty, not a six again. It's inside the 40, you idiot. And then like the game stopped and the referee changed his call to a penalty and like a hundred people on the hill turned around. He had, at, he had them in the palm of looked his Looked at hands. him like, that, like he was the Messiah. And in that moment, he was. Um, we had we saw that tweet where some little kid was heard walking out saying, "This is the best night of my life." Oh, that that like that. My heart was full when I saw that. That was wonderful. And look, we got Appy Corrissau banging over a sideline conversion from the sideline. Appy Corrissau, who had kicked like four, he did four kick from the south fif- at one point. Four I feel from like. fifteen in his yeah. NRL career from the sideline to bring up sixty. And no worries, boys. We got West. So this is the most points ever scored in ever. a match by Balmain, by Western Suburbs, or West Tigers. Oh, and we had Simon trying to look up the previous record on his phone and going, "Oh yeah, we beat the Storm sixty-four nil once," and we were like, "Are you, Are you sure? sure? Are you sure?" And you then he's like, "Oh wait, no, nil? we're in the lose <laughs> column." <laughs> yeah, so like, who, like, who knows? Oh. Like, West probably aren't going to make the finals. West no, might not, might make, might not make, they might not make the finals if, for another couple of years or whatever. True, but though, this might sound insane. If they'd started the year with Dream Bull at fullback, they'd probably have one or two more wins right now. <laughs> probably, I'm not being a dickhead. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Like, I'm genuine. Being sincere, they, they lost a lot of close games this year. And a lot, a lot of that comes down to team selection. They didn't have, they they were fucking around with Dane Laurie and Tommy Talao and Charlie Staines for way too long. And now that seems like they finally got a backline that kind of makes sense. And you know what? Maybe that could have retrospectively been worth one or two more wins earlier on in the season. And if you had those one or two more wins now, you'd be one win outside the top eight. Yeah. So who the fuck knows? Well, like like we've talked a lot about you know sort of the the magic of 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 Leichhardt and all that and how much we enjoyed it from a pure footy perspective. The things that the Tigers have been doing really well for a couple of weeks mm. and the reason they won this game, like Clemmer and Utoy Kamanu were just fantastic. They just totally manhandled the Cowboys in the middle of the field, absolutely led from the front. Utoy Kamanu had a bit of a slow start to the year, but to me now he's getting closer to that footy that I, th- I think that we, all ex- that we all expected, that we all hoped he could get because he is somebody who could end up being one of the best front rowers in the league in the next couple of years. Yeah. You know, I thought John Bateman had one of his best games. He seems to have really found Scheming his Scheming out there. Yeah. As just like, occasionally he'll just do something unorthodox and hope it works. Like yeah. he did at Canberra. He sort of seems to have fitted in really well there. Um, Jareem Buller, we were I love that Appy put great. five or six forwards over for tries and none of them were Alex Tor. Well, Appy, Appy, I think... Had, had his most like dynamic game oh, yeah. as a Tiger, but like he's been he's been scheming We were calling for them the to last... put Paul on the wing. We were calling. We for wanted it. it. We Get wanted him it. out there. But yeah, um, Coruscant, fantastic. Just 
Oh, they updated the stats, by the way. Toa had five line breaks, not the four that we thought he had. He had five. <laughs> they, changed, they changed it to five. There's so. a star man waiting in and the sky. look, we will talk about this briefly because we do have to move on. But again, after all of this niceness, all this goodwill, Tim Sheens comes out and blames the refs in a game they won by 48 Amazing. Points. And then whinges about Twitter. Great stuff. Great stuff. Um, Go on, Sheens. We'll, we'll only touch on the cows really, really quickly. They're bad. Heal and Lukey after a really good game against the Dragons, was really, really poor. Got targeted a lot, got hooked with about 30 minutes to go. Are the Cowboys looking into seeing if they can get Kyle Feld to only play offense, like in the NFL? They, well, if they can get him and Scotty Drinkwater only on attack, they'll be fine. They will be. How about So, Scotty Drinkwater, tough night defensively. Yeah. Set up all three of their tries, though. He <laughs> so does that. That's why you got to take, what what take the good with the bad. Well, yeah. He had, to, he had 15 tackle attempts, which seems like a lot for the fullback. <laughs> Made 10 of them, apparently, but uh, that seems high. But yeah, they they were rampant, and you would, you asked me afterwards. You're like, oh, you asked us afterwards. It's like, oh, have you ever been at a game where your team has just done this, or where you've run up, and they just don't happen often. Like no matter, even if you're like South has been pretty consistently good in my like adult life, right? Like they had the down period for a couple of years, but mostly from 2012 till now, they've been yeah. one of the best teams. Even then, th- these games, even if you're a Storm fan, these games don't happen very often. When was often. the last time? Let's take South just as an and example. take the Landy Ball bullshit out of it. When was the last time they scored 60? Uh, fuck, I don't know. I think they did. Oh, it, the, they the, did it against the, the Warriors. In no, the no, no, no. It was the it was the, the Roosters it was one, the, the Make a Wish game. Yeah, that's also Vlando Ball. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, and no, I wasn't there because no fans. But doesn't doesn't happen often. Sixty sixties sixties are rare. It's thing. like the the games that you like you know you're going to win from like half time and you can just enjoy and cherish you as never your team racks up the score. They just don't. Even if you're a good team, they do not happen often. Yeah. Like I remember the rusty thumbs down game. I remember being there one night when Nathan Merritt scored five tries against the Eels. But these games are just so few and far between for any fan base. So Tigers fans, just enjoy this game because you you could go a decade without another game like this. Could go even longer. Honestly, yeah. Like a team. Like look at the so the Titans. Just to pick an example at random. They've never scored 50 points in a game. Yeah, right. They've been around for 16 years. Feels they like they're gonna 50, sc- feels like 60. the day they score 50, they're going to lose 51-50. That'd be amazing. It would. I'd love it. All right, let's move on. Uh, a couple more games to get to before we get out of here. Um, starting with the Titans, who didn't score 51. If they had, they would have won this game. Um, Storm fins. Oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't even think about that game. Um, well, it, the Storm... One, they kept them at arm's length and the <laughs> Dolphins got a couple of late consolation tries. Oh, to me, the Storm just had a little bit too much craft for the Dolphins early um, and then the Finns just left themselves a little bit too much to do. I, th- I like Because of the where the Finns are and because of the injuries they have had, their execution has to be paramount because against the, against these, against the teams that are a little bit more capable, the chances are, are going to be few and far between. So when you do get them, you've got to ice them. For example, in the first half, I think it was I think the score was about six four mm. and you and eight can had an overlap and didn't pass it. And then about three minutes like later had a shot at the line and dropped it. Yeah. And like if one of that's those goes Ma- down that's the you and eight can experience. Yeah, if one of them goes like he's had a really good season, but if one mm. of those chances gets converted, all of a sudden the Dolphins are leading and they're and they're in contention for the match and all of a sudden the onus is then on the storm to respond and all of a sudden the pressure's on the storm and when the and that's sort of the environment that the Dolphins have thrived I, in recent weeks. I love Eli Katoa getting his first try finally. I think he's had a great season. Well, I thought he was really good in he this before awesome. he went off with that shoulder injury. And, and I think he's part of the reason that the storm points stopped. When he went off and mm. that edge sort of lost its structural integrity. Yeah, well, they didn't score bit, in the second half. Things so. kind of, they think but they kind of lost their way a little I, I, bit. But I, I feel like him running those lines is the thing that that very edge good is, at it. is all he's built really around good. now. And that's how it was with Felice Kafusi and Kenny Bromwich. 
and even going further back to Tohu Harris and Kevin Proctor and even going further back to Ryan Hoffman, the Storm teams have always done really well when they have a back rower that can just that Run runs that yeah, line yeah. every time and then they base everything off around him. And Katoa looks like he's really finding that balance right um, now. Speaking of Kafusi, I love the sort of ongoing skirmishes between a very clearly jovial Christian Welsh and a very not jovial Felice Oh, Kafusi. yeah, like Chris was having a good time. He was laughing and shoving Felice, him and stuff. Felice, Felice was like, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah, I, like so we've talked a bit before about Radley and how when you play on that edge, sometimes you tip right over it. And I think Kafusi tipped over it in this one. Like yeah. it was clear that he wanted to go out there and hit him hard and unsettle him and all that, which the Dolphins needed. They needed that to happen for them to win this game. But he just got it wrong a few times. And when you play that way, sometimes things got do go wrong in that way, you know. And he probably he's, he's definitely cost himself a Queensland Origin jersey. He's looking at another pretty lengthy suspension, which is going to be tough for the Finns to cover. Um, mm. One thing I did think was a bit curious, and I'm not sure. Sh- I haven't been able to find if he was actually injured or not, but. Isaiah Katoa coming off with about 25 yes, to go on Milford, Milford yeah, going yeah. on. That was a strange one to me. Um, I, maybe, I mean, it maybe, worked. Like, they scored a bunch of points. Yeah, so. I, I, guess, I guess it did. I guess it did. But I don't know. I, I've really liked the Katoa-Nikarima dynamic. I don't know if adding Milford to the mix is a really viable long-term um, strategy for him. I don't know. It just sort of raised my eyebrows yeah. a little bit. And uh, one last Dolphins thing. Um, if you haven't seen it, Valence Tavara made the greatest big man try-saving tackle of all time in the Queensland Pick him, Cup. Wayne. <laughs> pick the, him pick him no Fre- pick Freddie Freddie I'll go pick further him. pick him Freddie pick him Freddie who's he eligible is he eligible for anyone no. as well no no he's 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 extremely he's Kiwi he's right? extremely yeah. mouldy like, pick him Madge he's as New Zealand as a, as a person can be okay that's that's never stopped origin teams for four there should be there should be a there should be a a, a cannonball run up to Redcliffe yep. to get a letter of intent we for should, this man we should do it alright but yeah pick pick him someone pick, someone pick him someone. somebody Jesus Christ right. please apologies to the Storm for forgetting them um, they are now joint first wow what a tough few weeks that was <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the dogs sneaking home against the Titans Got two words for you go Birdo go Birdo alright the tight so bench forward Ockenball, by the way, has been a masterstroke <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. So I think it was it was clear that the dogs were pretty busted in this one. Like Ado Car was was he was able to play, but it was clear he wasn't fully fit. Kiraz as well, I think, was held together by strapping tape, a bit of a bit of hummus. His and try was also hilarious. <laughs> but like the Titans just they kept letting the Bulldogs back into this, mm. just through things like not marking the kick. Like not that, ever contesting a not, kick. Not, not even trying to catch any of the kicks, which is how... If you're going to let it bounce, you've got to at least be near it so yeah, that they it. can't so, get so, it. Yeah, so, like, so Avarillo and Kiraz, it's two free tries mm. pretty much. Avarillo, amazing work to catch that like on the run, there's basically. Big, there's big plays in Jake Avarillo. There really there's is. There's big footy in him. Um, yeah, and they just sort of... They just had the dogs at their mercy pretty much for nearly this entire match, but just didn't kill them off. And in that last 10 minutes, how many times did the Titans give away a bad penalty and give the dogs a saloon passage Idiotic. up the other end of the field? Idiotic. It was crazy. Why is Fafita going for that strip? So stupid. I don't know. That was a, that was a bad play. That was, that was but, some pretty dumb footy. Um, but. but like a couple of flashpoints in this game. I thought the... Tino raised elbow. I thought that was a bit crook. I thought I I, I think he I think there was a bit of intent with that, and that, that sparked a big argument on the on the halftime show, uh, on the coverage on the day. And then I thought a minute later, I thought the so I'm sorry a minute prior, sorry the Reed Marnie. I didn't think that was a hip drop in any. I mean no, I didn't. Know, that, that was none of us know what a no hip way. drop is, but yeah. like it, we know was, what a, 
We, we, know we don't it know what it am, but we know what it ain't. And it, that to me was even less of a hip drop than the Carrigan one, which we didn't think was a hip drop last week. Yeah, so. that was that was that was crazy. This was another one where I felt like the ref sort of they, he, lost control, or lost 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 sight of of, of, of what was. Going I, on I thought the dogs were on the wrong end of a few very raw decisions, but it's interesting though. There was the, there was the late challenge as well, which apparently they took too long to challenge, and people were mad about it. But I was kind of like, we got the right call. From it. Well, so I, like, I understand. I saw, I understand I saw, we have I saw an right? explanation oh, okay. from Gavin Badger on Twitter. Apparently, the challenge can be made 10 seconds after the referee explains what the decision is, right? Not okay. 10 seconds after, after the happens. incident itself. Yeah, to me, I don't care when I like, I'm happy for that protocol to be broken if we get calls right because that was a clear not mm. passed off the ground. So I was happy that even if it was wrong in the processes, I was happy that they yeah. did it because it gave us the right outcome. And in the end, it should just be about what the right outcome is, in my opinion. So, um, so Matt Burton was someone that we've talked about. Uh, we talk about him a lot, of course, because he's such kick an important ball player for Canada. He can kick ball high, but I actually thought this was one of his better games as well. I, the I feel the like link-up play for that length of field try was very good Really good well. stuff. Yeah. And I think they needed something. At halftime, they're down 14-0. They need something. And I thought he was the person who provided it. Um Tavita Pangai Jr. had his best game as a bulldog. I Easily. thought it was enough to get him in the Blues team. Apparently, that, that little that little sideways run and then the one-handed pass to Adokar, then Ad- that was sensational. It was, it was delightful. Yeah, um, and then Jaden Ockenbaugh is a player that cops a lot of heat, a lot of heat. Um, and I don't know how much longer he's going to be in first grade. I don't know how long his career is going to be, but. <laughs> maybe the un- the unlikeliest of heroes in maybe, this one. Maybe he's an edge back roller. I don't know. He's I, pretty I, big. I, he, I know he's a big unit. I, I'd play him as a middle, maybe. If I, but I don't want him making decisions out there. I want catch, ball, run. That's you, Jaden. That's a bit of you, well, right? There, mate, if they just say, if they're just like, look, you're big, you're a big bro, you're a big, you're a big, you're a big bloke. Just stay out there, hit people, and and run that line. And too many decisions. Sorry, yeah, run you're that line is too many. Run. Okay, sorry. You're forget, a big forget about tackle. lines. That's just all run. you need, baby. But, but yeah, they they the the dogs. The dogs really needed this one. If they didn't get this, I think they would have finished the round in, in they last position. They would which, have, yep. which sounds crazy, but they 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 found a way to sort of fight, sort of fight through it. They have as many wins as the Sydney Roosters, and we're halfway through the season. What is going on? <laughs> I love this. This season is insane. It has stupid. been bizarre. There's a six. There's a five way tie for first, and then there's like. One there's there's one win between eighth and fifteenth. It's oh, like what the fuck? What is are going we doing? On? What is going on? Out what a there? glorious competition! And that uh, is there anything else before we move on? No, but you know what wasn't glorious? Oh, I'm sorry, I felt bad for you. Ah. Um, yeah, Canberra fourteen, Manly forty two. So I Coltrane Canberra twice this year. I managed to tip them in both games they lost. This on is e- your fault. On either this side. Is your fault. On either side <laughs> of a five game winning. Well, I'd speaking of Coltrane, Coltrane in Canterbury, masterstroke. Oh yeah, well done by you. Oh yeah, quarter of the comp tip south, by the way. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Tough yeah, year for the Coltrane. Really is. Um, yeah, it looked like you, when you got here today, you said, "Oh, it just felt like." Once they scored the first try, they thought they'd just roll on and yeah, just get through it. And honestly, it did is, have that kind of vibe to it. This is extremely disappointing because I felt like the first maybe 10 minutes, Canberra were doing all the things that they do really well. They're dominating the middle of the field. They're offloading a lot. Um, they're attacking down both edges of the field. White and Fogarty were linking up together. And I think they got that first try and I think they thought the job was done. And they thought we don't have to work as hard and things will just ha- things will just work for us. Things will just happen. Like they have been over the last couple of weeks, while they and they weren't they weren't as willing to sort of get in the fight and sort of do what was required to to make that to make that happen. Um, and then Manly just controlled possession really really well. I thought I think there was a passage 
in that first half where I think they had the ball for, I think, 10 consecutive minutes. And then I think the Raiders had one set and then they made an error and then Manly held the ball for like another five minutes. So Manly just held the ball, held the ball, held the ball, kept getting it done. I thought Canberra's defense, especially down Canberra's right, down Manly's left was really, really passive. And if you're passive when you're taking on Josh Schuster, he's going to carve you to pieces. And that's exactly what happened. He played like he had all the time in the world because he did. Because Canberra weren't getting up. If there's one thing you can't do, it's give him space. Yeah, it was... And I, I put a lot of that on, on Elliot Whitehead. He's the back rower on that side. Had a really, really poor game. Great player traditionally, but was really had poor. A, had a really, really tough game. Had a really tough game. And like the the disappointing part was is Canberra did have their chances to get back into it mm. as well. You know, it was only 16-8 at halftime. Yeah, they as bad the, as that first half was. They have the first chance after half time. And that's, that's the kick up the arse you needed was, oh shit, we're, we're not going yeah. to stroll to victory. And yeah. there's plenty of time to turn that around. And instead it just went completely the other well, way. Well, yeah, Whitehead failing to put that ball down when um, when he's, he's, he's in and he tries, to, he's, he's already going to score. And then he tries to step Trebojevic for no reason and ends up buggering it up and... And then after that, it was really disappointing. Canberra sort of capitulated a little bit the way that we've seen him do a couple of times over the last 18 months, which was which was really disappointing. Some of the defensive efforts were just really, really poor. Jack Whiten had one of his bad games um, with ball in hand, which is just part of the deal. That's just what's going to happen sometimes. But I thought some of his defensive efforts were really, really bad, and particularly that miss on um, on Ruben Garrick after. So I think I think it was I think it was Fogarty went to put a kick in. Mm. Trebojevic stuck his leg out. Was clearly playing at the ball. Ref says manly ball. It result changed his do, gate. Doesn't doesn't matter. The game game was already over. I'm not whinging yeah. about the rest. Yeah, yeah. But Canberra were pissed off about it. And from the first play, Manly spread it wide. Jack White and his five meters behind the defensive mm. line and just sort of jogs up. Watch Garrick. Watches Garrick run past him. Manly score up the mm. other end. It's just just little things like that. Like I'm I'm not singling out White. And there no, were no, a couple no. of guys who were sort of like that. I thought Corey Horsburgh, as good a season as he's had, was was pretty bad in this one. I think he might have played himself out of a Queensland Origin jersey. Yeah. Which is a little bit uh, disappointing, but you know. But this isn't all about Canberra. This is about no. Manly too. I thought Taniella Paseca was terrific. I picked out the forwards as an area where I thought Canberra were going to be able to have a lot of success. But to me, Paseca got through a mountain. Of Paseca work. almost single-handedly changed the course. Changed the course of that, you know. And I thought Ethan Bullimore was really good for them as well. I really want him to get more minutes for them in the middle of the field. Um, another matchup I thought Canberra were going to have some joy with was uh, Matt Tomoko on Brad Parker, but Parker ended up having a really really good day out there and. I Brad Parker's a weird player to me. I think he's he gets a lot of. Think. I think he gets a lot of stick. I think he's a solid NRL player. And people yeah. treat him like he's a bit of a joke. And I is don't that think he because is. he looks like Hank Scorpio? It's possible. You know what? It pro- yeah. It's a bit of the bit of the sort of Matt Petersons about him. Yeah, in that maybe. Regard. But maybe. Like, I honestly think he's a, he's a pretty solid NRL player, especially defensively. He's got he's got games in him where he can lock guys down and then make them pay on the other. He did it to Campbell Graham a few weeks ago, mm. and he's done it to. He even did it to Greg Inglis once. So like, yeah, he's a guy I think just gets a bad rap for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Oh, who else? I was going to wrap somebody else from Manly. Well, let, let's use this as an avenue to talk about Schuster and Trebojevic because that yeah. was the big thing well, out of this one. I so Trebojevic scored the three tries, right? Um, two of them were two of them were kind of in support play. One was 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 sort of more of a classic Tom Turbo type play. I still don't think he's all the way back, but and especially and but if you look at this from an origin context as well i felt like some of the plays he was making are the sort of plays that he has made for new south wales in the past and can do again if you go and look at his origin highlight reel look how many of his tries are from him supporting up the middle of the field exactly and and finishing off some really nice work from from other people like that to me is why i could understand why fitler took the chance on him because they're not asking him to come in there and be 2021 tom trebojevic they're asking him to come in there and kind of do what he did for manly in this game be the be the finishing touch, be the edge of the blade, 
You know what I mean? So I, 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 I did, I did like that for for Trebojevic, and I thought Schuster had some really good signs. He looks again, leaner. Sorry, he looks leaner. Looks a little bit leaner. Yeah. Like, but again, if he's up against a passive defensive line, he is just gonna he's gonna do whatever he wants. It, you whatever have, he you wants. have to jam him. You, you gotta have, get up in his face, you have man. To. That was the that was the crazy part. So he's probably he's pretty bad defensively. He was the one that led in both of Canberra's tries, but that was the frustrating part for Canberra because they went at him for the first try, and it worked, and then they just decided not to do it again. <laughs> You know, yeah, I hate when teams do that. When something yeah, works in the first five minutes, and then you just never see them do it again. So, yeah, I guess that. So it's not the end of the world for Canberra or anything like that. But I, it was disappointing that so many of the things that have worked well for them over this winning streak, which has been far from perfect, but five yeah. wins is five wins. So many of the things they did well just weren't apparent in this one. The forwards weren't any good. They didn't play with any sharpness or any um any sort of expansive attitude or anything like that. So not great. Didn't love it. No, I'm sorry for that. But yeah, we, 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 we said at the top of the show, we both had too much arrogance. We did. I had to get busted we down got a peg, cut bro. down to yeah, size. I forgot who I was. I lost sight of myself. And we play each other this week, but we'll get to that in the preview show on Friday. But for now, we've got a preview Thursday night's game. Uh, the Dolphins hosting the Dragons. They're finally back at KO Stadium. They are. The uh, the house that Petro Sivanasiva built? Sure. I don't know. My, 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 my Redcliffe knowledge is sketchy. My, only, my like favorite memory of the stadium is that, that game during... Uh, the bubble where Terry Lamb is just smashing like 10 pre-made gin and tonic cans at the same time. Hell yeah, baby. You tell him, bar. You do whatever you want. He is a king. Um, but yeah, Dolphins hosting the Dragons. Um, obviously, we don't have team lineups yet, but um, well, the Dolphins won't have Hammer. Well, they won't um, have Hammer and they won't have Gilbert and yep. they won't have Kafusi. Yep. And that's three that's really big outs. They are being stretched and the, well, the to the Dragons won't have those of them. The Dragons won't have Dozer. That is a big out for them. But like Sullivan coming in, mm. I feel like that's a better quality replacement than what the Finns are going to get from their guys who come in. Because the Finns are already a little bit light on. They've already lost a few fellas. I can't I can't even think who'll play fullback for them. And well, Hammer's sh- been such a big part they, of the team. Is Asako going to go back Yeah, there but then like they'll, they'll shuffle everything around and the big boy will come back in. We can only hope. We can only hope. Because you can, you can put... You can, they can put Asako at fullback or, or new, one of them. And then... A Lee, a Lee cousin can go onto the wing. What if Edric Lee hmm. fullback? I don't think they're going to do that. Branko Lee fullback. I also don't. Can think... We put a Lee at fullback. But what if we got Corey Allen up there finally? What if we got him back? Well, where he that belongs? would actually kind of make sense, but no, I don't think that's going to happen this yeah. week. But well, yeah. we're we're being silly. I actually do like the Dragons in this one, just mm. because I think the the Finns are really being stretched to their absolute limit. And Wayne Bennett's done some great things with origin-depleted teams in the past, but True. this might be even a little bit beyond well, his And powers. I also think that the Dragons showed a bit more heart last week, and I think their forwards showed a lot of fire and aggression that we haven't traditionally seen from them this year. Yep. Although, no no Blake Laurie. Well, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. That's a really big Which we should have mentioned during the Dragons recap. We should sorry. have. Sorry, we missed that one. Oh, maybe, I don't know. See, Blake Laurie's out. They don't have a lot of depth in their forwards. Mm. They've got a couple of capable players, but they don't have a heap of... A heap of options outside of maybe their best three guys or yeah. so. Yeah. So it's I don't know. Bit of a coin, but this, this is, is a, a classic real, origin depleted. Isn't it? Isn't it really? I was just thinking game. about it, man. It's gonna be a tough one. Yeah. But I'll, I'll watch um, it. Oh, I'll, I'll definitely watch shit. it. I'll I, watch anything. <laughs> I think I'm gonna take the dragons. I I think I will as well. But I don't feel good about None it. None of us have Coltrane to Thursday night game this year, have we? 
and I won't be doing it now. <laughs> that's a streak. It's risky that, to do because that's if you, a streak that will if you never Coltrane die. a Thursday night game, that means you have to Coltrane before the team list come out. Yeah, so it's bold. Yeah, it's a brave move, and I shan't be taking it this time. Although my Coltrane is so fucking bad, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a disaster. It's it's a it's a train wreck, mate. All right, before we get out of here, a quick thank you to the people in the top two tiers of our Patreon subscription service. If you'd like to support us, go to patreon.com forward slash rookies. You get access to our Discord server, a third show every single week, uh, merchandise discounts, and plenty more. Um, yeah, so thank you too. Chris Adnell, Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Where's Wayno, Alex Sergicomi, Butsy, Chewbacca Snuffleupagus, Dan Cullinane, David, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backup, Ed Burton, Frankie, Horsborough Scoresborough, Jace Felix Farnworth, Jason, Joel Wrigley, John, Josh Brandon, Kicks House Out of the Comp, Lachlan Hancock, Lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Charles Smidmore, Maddie Jenkins, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Mr. Beefy, Morgan Watkins, my name is Matt Bungard and I love Taylor Swift, my ding ding dong is hard and I am sad, never trendy, Panthers forwards ball too hard. Pat McManus, Ray Stone, Gossard, <laughs> Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Shunter, Ty, TV, The Black Vegetable, Thor, Tom Hardy, Warden of the Prison of Belief, Was and West Lies Podcast. Uh, thank you for your support. To everyone in the lower tiers and to everyone who just listens, thank you as well. I realized like 10 seconds later that was a Spencer Lee new joke. <laughs> <laughs> I only just realized it now. Yeah. So there you Can go. I tell you one funny thing before we go? Of course. So did the half marathon on the weekend, struggling towards the end. I get get about 3Ks to the end and that's back when you're sort of near Hyde Park where like all the people, like people just come to watch and clap and cheer people on and stuff. And I'm running around a corner. I'm, I'm dead. But I'm running around a corner and there's a guy in the corner wearing a West Tigers jacket just clapping and cheering people on and i just screamed at him i somehow summoned the street could barely breathe took my headphones out screamed luke brooks for life yeah baby, baby. and i high-fived <laughs> at me and he said fuck yeah mr 200 and i and i pressed on on my merry way oh man i was i was hobnobbing around the orange grove hotel on saturday night oh, just mate. saying just yelling 66 at people fuck it yeah. was great it was oh, joyous yeah by the way we, we stumbled upon you should be allowed to chuck a footy around a pub yeah yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna run for we, some sort of government local council and my only every my other only, local council yeah. in the world's interest is like being a corrupt property developer, but yep. yours is having your mates be able to throw cutout passes. More footies at the pub. Chuck them around. Chuck them around. Chuck them around. Someone bro. was chucking a footy around. It was great. It was great. Yeah, yeah. we're all, right. we're all, all working on our tip-ons. Brooksy 300 will all be out there with him. Absolutely. I, I think they should have that pyrotechnic thing that had the 200 for every game now on. So next week, <laughs> 201. Just follow him around with the pyrotechnic. He loved it. He did. He lifted for it. <laughs> all right. We are out of here. We will be back uh, if you're a patron with question time on Wednesday. If not, we'll be back on Friday to recap that uh, silly little game that's looming on Thursday night and uh, preview everything that's coming ahead. All right. Say goodbye, Campo. See you guys. And it's goodbye, Bye, Bertrand. I was going to say. Oh, yeah, now I changed it up. It wouldn't be wouldn't be very state of origin of me. Would not. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs>